Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. I'm J.R. Mizrak. And I'm Ryan Finley. And today, it's going to be a bit like the last news podcast. We're going to um, cover some more NFL free agency and some other news. And also, there's some other things around, like, sports where we're going to talk about. But mainly, it's going to be NFL free agency and March Madness, which now is March Sadness for our brackets. But we'll, we'll get on to that one. Um so yeah, let's start off with the NFL free agency guys. Um, what what do we what do we think so far? I, I want to lead this off with the fact that Ethan fed us false information last week, and the fact that Patrick Peterson re-signed with the Cardinals because literally that night I got a uh, ESPN notification that Patrick Peterson was signing a what two three year deal or a one year deal actually with the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and I. Uh, I will not comment on what I proceeded to do because I was very upset with my friend Ethan and his good friend Yahoo Sports, which has failed him <laughs> yet again. Oh, um, yeah, um, I was, was going to say, in terms of Steelers stuff, um, the Steelers actually somehow re-signed Juju Smith-Schuster to a one-year $8 million deal, um, even though he got, I guess, more money in other places such as Kansas City and Baltimore. He, he chose to stay with the Steelers, which, I mean – it shows that some athletes may not be all about the money. Uh, yeah, another uh, more Steelers news. I also saw um, Steelers released uh, Stephen Nelson, uh, one of our elite cornerbacks. Um, and they also, I think they're reworking a contract with Eric Ebron right now to try yes. to give him a little bit more money. But uh, other than that, I don't think there's any more Steelers news. But Ethan, I got to ask, because last week we talked about with Mike Hilton going to the Bengals, you said it's all right. The Steelers' secondary is still good with guys like Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, and Vinka Fitzpatrick. That secondary is now depleted to pretty much an older Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick. How are you feeling and about Cam that? Right now? And Cam, yeah, I was going to say, and Cam, Cam uh, no, and we also have that like Kevin Pierre guy who's I've heard pretty decent too. So Okay, okay, okay. You're stretching it. No, but honestly, Steelers secondary, yeah, not obviously not as strong as last year with losing Hilton to the Bengals and uh, Steven Nelson hopefully to release. But I think we'll still be we'll still be decent. We're not gonna be the best sec we're not gonna be one of the best secondaries. We'll be we'll be decent though. That's fair. Um a piece of free agency news that I think is kind of funny. So last year we know how Kyle Van Noy was traded to the Dolphins for a I believe it was like a conditional fourth round pick that the Patriots got. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is now the Patriots have that conditional fourth round pick and Kyle Van Noy and pretty much gave up nothing because they have Kyle Van Noy back. Yep. So that was the pretty, I was actually kind of smart move on the Patriots. They got the fourth round pick and they got Kyle Van Noy back eventually after a year. Well, I, I mean, we are talking about Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, other free agency news, the Giants. The Giants got a little bit on a spending spree. Obviously, since we've last talked, they have signed Kenny Galladay, one of the top free agent wide receivers in this, uh, this free agent class, as well as cornerback Adore Jackson. Um, so the Giants spend a little bit of money. And, uh, and yeah, and I have one. Uh, the Rams signed Deshaun Jackson. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know how we missed out on that ever already. Um and the Broncos also signed Kyle Fuller. That's true. That he was yep. cut earlier this offseason by the Bears. 
and Justin oh. Simmons got an I think a huge extension at the safety position. Well, what he was franchise tagged, and then I think they reworked his franchise tag or something. Yeah, so um, I think he's getting a big contract regardless sometime. Also, I wanted to point out Mike Davis, um, who filled in for Christian McCaffrey last year, and actually it did pretty well, is now with the um, rival of the Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons. So interesting with Todd. Is Todd Gurley still there? He is, but won't be for long. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so Mike Davis is now an Atlanta Falcon. Um, um, I think I think if you're looking at I don't I don't know how to put it, but um, you know, we have this whole backup quarterback thing. You know, we've obviously mentioned uh Mitch Trubisky to the Bills. We've yep. mentioned shoot, why am I forgetting who it is? Uh Andy Dalton to the, the, the Bears. We also had our good old buddy Joe Flacco, now uh, now a Philadelphia Eagle. So I think we can put to bed all the rumors of them trading for Deshaun Watson or signing Deshaun Watson. And if you want to get into that one, speaking of, is now on the market. He he's a free agent. He was released by the Texans. Um, we won't go into specifics, but he, let's just say he was released by the Texans. Um, other. I don't know. Is there any other quarterback news? Um, I mean, not not free agent. Well, yes, free agent wise, the I believe it was the Texans traded with uh, the Bengals for quarterback Ryan Finley. Oh, hey. oh, Ryan <laughs> Finley, yeah. Um, and then the uh, the Raiders are reworking a Marcus Mariota deal, so. I'm a little interested to see where that's going because Mariota was kind of a big trade commodity, I feel like, earlier this offseason. And it seems to be that he's staying with Vegas. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with quarterbacks for just like one last second here. Um, I guess the biggest remaining what ifs are obviously where is Deshaun Watson going to end up? And obviously, will Russell Wilson get out of Seattle like he wants to? I don't think Russell Wilson's going to get out of Seattle this year. Um, but I I think this next year could be one of the last years he plays for Seattle. I mean, I think the big thing that shows me he's not trying to get out of Seattle anymore is the fact that he is campaigning for a wide receiver that Ethan hates with a burning passion, Antonio Brown. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll leave that there. Okay. Oh, actually, not really big news because it's kind of stupid in my opinion, but you guys remember how the Dolphins traded a seventh-round pick for offensive tackle rookie Isaiah Wilson in a seventh-round pick? Yep. Yeah. Well, they cut him. Yeah, I guess like he's – I've heard he's actually pretty decent, but I think he just has so much off-the-field problems that no team really wants to take on that load. But, hey, remember, if you, if you have off-the-field problems, where do you go? New England. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Bill Belichick yeah. will be the guy that sorts you out in that department i guess that's fair that's fair um actually kind of big piece and i don't know how i skipped over it because i'm actually learning this for the first time uh i believe he was a rookie sensation i'm pretty sure it was his rookie year but philip Lindsay is now a texan yeah and- so have like a really interesting running back core now with philip Lindsay, david johnson and mark ingram 
hey, I mean, if it works, it works. I mean, I guess that they're losing wide receiver. Oh, speaking of, has Wolf Fuller signed anywhere? Dolphins, right? Oh, um, he's yeah, the Dolphins. I forgot yeah, so, that happened. So the Dolphins with Will Fuller and Devontae Parker leading the charge, kind of as the one-two right there. So Dolphins teams looking pretty nice this year. And and also, I want to point out real quick, they don't have a single player over the age of thirty. Well, now that they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, the Dolphins. I, I don't know how I feel about them. I mean, they're don't get me wrong, they're good, but I feel like they're on that cusp of, you know, you're a playoff team, you're out of the playoffs by the last spot. Like I, I just, I, I don't yeah. see them having an X factor player that'll push them over the edge at least yet. I mean, if Tua can develop, if Will Fuller has a breakout season like he was supposed to last year after the first couple games. Now, granted, and this sounds a little weird saying it he was on performance enhancing drugs and i think that's the first time i've ever seen performance enhancing drugs firsthand actually seem to work because he was putting up monster numbers and was really helping my fantasy team and then got suspended so you know <laughs> i don't know if this production is going to be the same but i don't know I, I just don't see a big x-factor guy on that that dolphins team yet yeah uh, that's fair yeah they definitely need to grow a little bit yeah. I mean, uh, what you just said, there's no player under 30. So I guess you can say that there are some veterans, but they're more like guys who are coming to the end of their prime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else NFL news? Um, I really don't think so. Uh, Chris Carson resigned with the Seahawks, but there's not much to that because he didn't go anywhere different. I, yeah. Like I said, I don't really see too – oh, actually, actually, not free agency, soon to be free agency, but former – or I guess not former All-Pro. He is part of the All-Decade team of the 2010s. Defensive tackle for the Bengals, Geno Atkins, was cut. Um, another one of those, as they call it, cap casualties, uh, yeah. just making too much money. Contract was just not supporting, I guess, for the Bengals, so yeah. Anything else? I mean, obviously you have the smaller deals, but I don't think – I think that's really it for the the big ones. All right. So I guess we can move on to anything college football-wise? Uh, football-wise, shoot. I was just looking before this, uh, and I think I – did I say something? I don't, I don't know. actually know. I, I didn't, but – I, I do want to look here. How is how is our boy Neon Dion doing in Double A? Mike is killing it right now for Jackson State. Where is he? Anybody know what conference he plays in? Um, no, no. Jacksonville State, right? Jackson yeah. State. No, no, Jackson State. Yeah, Jackson State, not Jacksonville State. Man, they're tough to find. Okay, here we are. So they're they're three and one, which means they lost to they Alabama lost. State by seven. Oh, and Alabama State is one and one. Oh, that's probably not the best opponent to. I don't know. Sounds like a tough one, but so I guess that's the, all we have for college football. We're obviously we're gonna save college basketball for the end, obviously. So I guess MB. We'll talk about professional basketball. So. 
Um, I guess I'll start off here. LaMelo Ball, most likely out for the season after suffering a wrist um, injury, and he ultimately just got surgery for that, I believe, a couple days ago, maybe like even like yesterday or something. But yeah, LaMelo Ball most likely out for the rest of the season, which means he probably won't be the rookie of the year. Uh-huh. I don't know about that. I feel like he's had such an impressive, you know, season so far. And I mean, yeah, we are about a little over halfway, so it might be too little of a season, but I mean, the kid, and I say kid because what, he's 18, 19 years old. Yeah. If if he would have played the rest of the year, he would have won it. Well, I mean, he's, he's currently leading the NBA rookies in, points points per game assist assist per game rebounds rebounds per game actually no it might not be rebounds per game but i know he has rebounds total steals and steals per game i mean he's leading in at least seven of the ten big five stat categories yeah obviously i don't know i feel like anthony edwards may win it if Lamelo doesn't i don't know but i'm I don't know. I mean, I, there's I like, still a whole lot of season left exactly. to make a really decision on it. But yeah, that's, that is true. I mean, what we're 44, 40, 43, 44 games, 42 games. You know, we're, we're like I said, we're right around that halfway mark. Uh, I know Tyrese Halliburton's been going off this season. I'm not entirely sure the exact statistics, but uh, he's had himself a good rookie year. Looking at it right now, it's about. 13 points, five assists. So, I mean, maybe maybe not better than Anthony Edwards because Edwards has had himself a good a good rookie season as well. But, yeah, definitely not better than Anthony Edwards. But I think Tyrese Halliburton should be in that mix, you know. I think one of the last things I'm going to cover for NBA is um, a lot of injuries going around right now. I mean, I know, like, I think Joel Embiid's out, right? Embiid's out, but it's not nearly as bad as it originally looked. I thought yeah. it was – going to be pretty devastating i think a lot of people were afraid there might be an acl mcl any of those uh major knee ligament tears i believe it's just like a, a bruise or a strain or something it's something small he's week to week i believe but i mean he's not the only mvp candidate out uh yeah lebron james out i believe with high ankle sprain high ankle sprain curry stephen curry's out with some like type of tailbone contusion or something i don't know yeah, he, he landed pretty hard on himself. and Yeah. Um, who else is out? It's just those three, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean. But those were, like, kind of, like, not the big, the big three, three but, but, like, like, the most relevant right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you take outside of them, I mean, the only people I've heard in MVP conversation really this year was Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. I mean, that's three of your top five MVP candidates out yeah. at least for now yeah so we just want to mention that from yeah i mean again the season's just kind of rolling along i mean other than that really nothing's happening unless anyone has anything else nothing yeah, no. um you know how last time i said how like the mlb spring training or whatever that those rules were going to be ending soon apparently i was wrong and uh because the nationals and the astros still tied last night even after like, uh, I think it was still a full game, but they still ended it in a tie. So, I don't know. Yeah, MLB rules are weird. Um, yeah, JR, yeah. I think you want to go back to NBA for a second. Um, I, do, I just want to talk about something. Uh, the second place team in the West is the Phoenix Suns. 
I feel like that's such a subtle, like, second-place team. I mean, I, I I don't pay too much attention to the NBA. Like, I, I know my way around it. I know who's who. I know what teams are good. You know, I can talk about it. But I feel like I haven't heard too much about the Phoenix Suns, and they are casually sitting two games below the Utah Jazz, who've had a tough February and March. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not entirely sure there. Um, I, I do. I, I like the Phoenix Suns, though. I'm, I'm pretty big on Chris Paul. And obviously, there's Devin Booker, who's there. But Ryan, well, uh, well, Ethan's here on mute for a second. Do you want to get into the – just talk a little bit about the NHL season? I mean, I know we made yeah, our predictions. And we made our predictions earlier this year. Um, there is one team that – I like that I'm surprised is doing as well as they are. And that's the Pittsburgh Penguins. The fact that they are now granted, they are four games ahead of Boston, but I'm very shocked that Pittsburgh is in third place in the, I almost said Metro, I guess it's the East right now, but yeah, they, they started I, I around. Time. I mean, they, they weren't looking too great like a month ago, but now they've really turned it around. They're kind of scaring me now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the Islanders are really good too in that East Division. Um, are they still in first? I haven't checked in a while, but yeah, they're, I'm they're pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Islanders, Caps, and Pens. Um, trying to think, I really haven't seen any news about the NHL recently. Yeah, I mean, there is that one thing with the referee that I was telling you about prior to uh, getting on where. It's a very it's it's a very interesting uh situation there where it seems like he's pretty much done for good because I mean I, 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 mean, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Like it says that he was caught saying he wanted to give a natural the Nashville Predators a penalty in their win over the Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday night. I am reading that um word for word from an ESPN article it could be taken out of context though it could have been like a sarcastic statement well I mean like okay never mind I'm reading the exact quote which I cannot read here on air because (laughs) there is it wasn't much but I wanted to give a blank penalty against Nashville early I still don't know. Like, I feel like that's such a, I mean, like, out of context, I kind of see it. But yeah, in context, I mean, he could have just been like, there was a tough call and I wanted to give them a penalty. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking. But, like, I feel like at the same time, it looks bad to people who don't or weren't there, I guess. But at the same time, if you say that, most likely people are going to think you intended to, like, kind of, I don't know how to word it, give an advantage, yeah. I guess. I, I think, I, I mean, the NHL would not have banned him for life from refereeing if there wasn't something going on there, I guess. So, I mean, maybe that article is yeah. not telling the full story in the context, like I was saying, but a little, little bit of an interesting situation. It's not every day that you see a referee in sports get banned for life for one small comment. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about the NASCAR story. Um, 
Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of NASCAR and UFC mixed together. Um, since there's no UFC news for me to talk about, uh, Ryan, you're actually the one that brought this up, and I completely forgot about it. Uh, but Austin Cindric and Noah Gregson, uh, two of the premier names in NASCAR Xfinity Series. Obviously, Cindric is the defending champion. Or actually, hold on. I might actually have that wrong. It might be Daniel Hemrick. I take that back. Give me one second. I'm pretty sure it was Austin Cindric, though. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting. It's just like he just snuck up on him and just started throwing hands. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess you could say it's it's not common in NASCAR for that to happen, but like there's always a set, there's always like a race or two where guys just go at it with each other, like quite literally, physically go at it with each other. I mean, it takes yeah, me back. I mean, to like. I've seen drivers like get in each other's faces, but I haven't seen any throw punches. So I've seen it a few times, but like I said, it's very rarely. You might get it one one race out of uh, out of the season in all three series. Like, yeah, it it, it does not happen often, and obviously there are punishments uh, that come with it, and that's pretty much the reason why you don't see it happen okay so I, I do take it back it was daniel hemrick it was not austin Cindric. i do get those two confused um but i believe hemrick's actually running full-time in the cup series so arguably even more prominent than the defending cup champion austin Cindric. but there was a little incident on pit road and like brian said it led to a couple hands being thrown uh Cindric got a nice punch off in there as a ufc fan i did i did at least enjoy the technique. Uh, I will. I will say, yeah, in good um, form. Yes, yes, very, very good punching form, right into the right into the head. Uh, but I, I'm not going to get into that. You know, I'm, I don't want to go all on a tangent about martial arts and all that. That's my thing, not the podcast thing. But uh, besides that, we've got we covered NFL, we got NHL, we got NASCAR slash UFC because apparently those are two and one. Uh, MLB, you covered that with spring training. I don't think there was anything else, right? No. No, I think it's time for um, March Sadness, as I'm calling it now. Is there any soccer news, actually, before we get into that? Oh. Um, I, I think, is Leicester City in second now, or did they not pass uh, United? Uh, I know we're close. I know we, I know we beat somebody. We beat Sheffield United for nothing. Uh, we are one point back from United still, but okay, we are yeah. five points clear of Chelsea. And we, I believe we have a game. I just keep saying we. I know I probably shouldn't, but game against West Ham coming up soon. They're the, they're the team in fifth. Oh, shoot. Never mind. Sorry. Game against Manchester City coming up soon, and then we play West Ham. So uh, I think we're in for it a little bit as the Leicester City fans, but – I mean, oh, actually, kind of. Uh, I I would definitely consider it an embarrassing loss. Uh, Juventus, you know, super team in Italy. Cristiano Ronaldo, some of the best guys that play in Italy. They lost to Benevento one nothing, who, if I'm not mistaken, is in the second Italian division, because where is it? Where is it? Okay, no. 
they're they're struggling. I'm pretty sure they're in the first division. Okay, they're in the first division, but they are 16th of 20. So they're they're struggling first division team, and they beat Juventus, and now Juventus is 10 points behind uh, league leaders atop the table, Inter Milan. So, uh, speaking of Ronaldo. He just recently said in an interview that he is open to returning to Real Madrid if they offer it, which I think is very interesting. Hmm. I don't see it. I don't. I mean, I know uh, Real Madrid needs more forwards, but I don't think they're going to re-sign uh, Ronaldo. Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think, yes, they need, they need forwards now, but I, I, I don't see – a 36-year-old Ronaldo who is – and uh, if you want to keep talking about Ronaldo, I saw a statistic that, you know, we all know him as soccer fans as the free kick, like, master. You know, he's known as a guy who can score free kicks. 32 of his last 33 free kicks in Serie A have been misses or blocks. So, you know, I feel like I feel like Ronaldo is almost losing his touch a little bit. I mean, obviously, he's still yeah. one of the greatest players in the world right now, but – it's not the Ronaldo you saw winning championships and Champions Leagues at Real Madrid. Um, yep. Um, I guess with more Holland news, I know he did say that he wanted to go to a team that actually wants to have him. And uh, I saw a while back, it was a post saying how Manchester City did want to make a big push for Holland. So that could be a possibility. Um I don't remember if it was Real Madrid or another club that wanted that also wanted to get Holland. Uh, yeah, it would be Real Madrid. Uh, I, I I say that so emphatically because I'm looking at this article title right now saying that's titled, and it kind of goes into what you just said about Real Madrid needing forwards. Real Madrid should sign Holland and Mbappe. Yeah, I've seen that one. Well, I think that would almost squash the rivalry that we were talking about. The new Messi versus Ronaldo, the Holland versus Mbappe, if they're on the same team. I mean, yeah, I'm, but that would absolutely, that'd probably be one of the greatest forward pairings I think you've ever seen in the history of the game. I mean, that's yeah. the two brightest young stars in all of soccer in the world. Yeah. Um. I know, kind of going back to the Premier League, I know Virgil van Dijk uh, is training again. I don't know to what extent, but he is back on the training pitch and seems to be doing all right. Ethan, I only bring that up because you know who injured him. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm uh, sure you don't. Um, Soccer-wise, I think that's really... Yeah, I don't have anything else. I mean, I do want to look. How's France doing? Not the like the the French league. I know we talked about PSG struggling this year. I think they are actually atop the league now. Yeah, they're tied atop on goal differential with Lille. So Juventus might lose, but PSG seems to be back to what they do. So a little sad there, but they got eight games left. Hey, maybe they bottle it. I would like to see someone other than PSG win League One. Yep. But yeah, that is all I got. If you couldn't tell, I was trying to keep us from talking about March Madness brackets because, well, I'm sure we all share similar feelings because 
Well, yeah, let's just get into it before I, uh, yeah. Let's okay, so right just, just, let's just clear this up to beginning. All of our brackets are essentially screwed. What are you talking yep. about? I have a near-perfect bracket. <laughs> okay. So you're uh, I guess we can, we can start with the, the first four as well and just talk about how that went. Okay, you don't have to make it worse. You don't have to make it worse. 12.30 to watch Michigan State lose in overtime. That won't hurt bad. Yeah, I stayed up to watch that too, and I, I felt bad for Michigan State. I they, were, they were up like 10 and a half, and I'm like, oh, it's over. They won. But I, I will admit, that was probably some of the best first four games that I've ever watched because oh, each yeah. game, no, all of them each are good. Yeah. was exciting, and most of them came down to the last second. I mean, Wichita State versus Drake, mm-hmm. uh, buzzer beater. Norfolk State versus Appalachian State. Norfolk State blew, what, a 19-point lead? I mean, me and Ryan were talking. It was over. And then next yep. thing you know, Appalachian State's back in the game. And, in fact, they were up five, you know, with, like, two minutes left. And then what was the other game? Mount um, um, St. Mary's. Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's. Yeah. Like, pulled out at the end. Yeah, like, they were all good games. I mean, I would have really liked the end result of the last game to be a little bit different. But, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, it, it is what it is. Okay, so the first day of games, the, the, the game that kind of ruined everyone's bracket, essentially. Virginia Tech versus Florida. That didn't yeah. Ohio State versus Oral Roberts. Now, if you remember for our March Madness predictions, we all said we thought Ohio State was going to breeze by Oral Roberts, and we were gravely mistaken. They made us eat our words. <laughs> And I can't really say I'm disappointed because I like seeing upsets, but still. Yeah, I I will admit, me and uh, a buddy of mine, Carson Bolash, we actually had him on the podcast back in our early days for an interview, or not an interview, like just a normal episode. But we uh, we sat on the track at track practice watching the last 10 minutes plus overtime because we were so consumed by the fact that this team, Oral Roberts, who I've never even heard of prior to – this season, which is very, very rare because, you know, as an avid March Madness fan, I don't know if there's too many teams that I ever don't know, but this was one of them. And here they are upsetting Ohio State. And I will, uh, I'll, I'll let us go into the second round a little bit later, but okay. I'm sure everybody knows what happened because it's pretty much made national yeah. sports headlines. And then to continue on with that fateful day, um, I guess we can talk about. I mean, in staying, I will just talk, we'll go, we'll talk about the South first round first. Um, another big upset was North Texas over Purdue. Um, no one again, like, no one really saw that coming. Yeah, that I, was out of nowhere. I, I will say, as a guy who is on, as you call it, sports TikTok and watches a lot of people who are on there, there were a good amount of people who were saying, hey, this could happen. I didn't see it. I was, I wouldn't say a big fan of Purdue this year, but I, I, I knew how good they were, especially with Trevion Williams, all Big Ten player this year, uh, first team. I yeah, really I was taking was Purdue happen. to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was taking Purdue to the Sweet Sixteen, no question, because I thought the Villanova was a bunch of frauds, and uh, well, uh, well, we'll talk about that one later too. Yep. Okay, staying in the South, 
Um, UNC didn't have the best of showings um, against Wisconsin. Honestly, As, I expected that. I did not expect they UNC are, they to win that game. Winning that game. I thought, okay. I mean, I thought it was pretty 50-50. If, I, if, you, if you remember, I did say that this would probably be the best game of the tournament. I was completely wrong. It was a complete blowout, 23-point win. And I'm pretty disappointed with, with UNC. I thought they were a lot better than that, even if they did lose. But they, yeah. they really let me down. I mean, that Wisco team's good. Don't get me wrong. And they've got a lot of age on that team, but. I'll kind of just I'll kind of run through the rest of the games in the um, South first round. Baylor beat Hartford. Villanova beat Winthrop despite some speculation of a possible upset there. Texas Tech beat Utah State. Arkansas beat Colgate after struggling in the first half, and um, Florida beat Virginia Tech. And then we talked about the other upsets. Yeah, that Florida versus V Tech game really hurt because that was the first game of the tournament and went to overtime, and then it broke my yeah. bracket. Okay. Oh, that shot descended to overtime got me so hyped, though. Let's talk about the Midwest. Okay, mm. so okay. I'm going to run through some of the obvious games first. Um, Illinois beat Drexel. Oklahoma State beat Liberty. Um, West Virginia beat Moorhead State. Not Houston by 45. Beat, not, not by 45, as JR wanted to, um, wanted to suggest, but yeah. Um, some of the upset, I mean, I guess... You can call uh yeah, so upset here. Oregon State over Tennessee. I saw that one coming, to be honest. I really did. Again, another but one not I... by that much. Yeah, not by that much. Oregon State did go out and they pretty much I mean 14 points. I wouldn't consider that completely a blowout, but it was a very good showing for Oregon State. Yeah. Another one that kind of I'm not surprised me, but by, by the margin. Syracuse obliterated San Diego State. No, it, it, not at I... all. It, Eastern yeah, I wouldn't Denver. say obliterated, but... Okay, no, no, no. I'm not saying the obliterated part. I mean, again, it was a 16-point win. I wouldn't consider it a complete blowout, but I really don't know what you were thinking, Ethan. I don't know why you chose San Diego State over Syracuse. I could have told you. And, in fact, I think I did tell you that I thought Syracuse was so much better of a team, and they went out and proved it. Uh, but it, it, it does probably hurt getting beaten by a guy whose name is the same name of the elf in the movie Elf. Huh. Yeah, so I think West Virginia could kill that one too. We're not there yet. <laughs> um, Loyola Chicago beat Georgia Tech. Obviously, Georgia Tech didn't have Moses Wright, the ACC Player of the Year, on their team, so that obviously did not help Georgia Tech very much. Um, Rutgers beat Clemson. Um, we all kind of thought that might happen. We. I, I was never really high on Clemson, and I, I really liked that Rutgers. Yeah, I, I don't really consider that game an upset because I feel like a lot of people knew that Rutgers was a better team. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do I, wanna, there is some controversy around the Loyola Chicago, not not games, but I feel like, um, and you'll, we'll get into it again with the, uh, the, the round of 32 and what happened in their game, but there's a lot of controversy about the fact that Loyola Chicago was somehow given an eight seed when they were a top 20 team in the country. I mean, top 20 team in the country, you separate that by four, you're looking at a five seed. And I yeah. think, you know, if they took place of Tennessee, Tennessee. It probably would have been, um, maybe they would have gone to another side of the bracket, but I mean, I don't know. I kind of agree with people, though. I think that it seems a little dumb that 
I mean, if you were to do the math, four times eight puts you at best a 32nd team in the country. And they were top 20 when it came to the end of the regular season. I, I kind of see where people are coming from. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, moving on to the, I guess, East. Um, Michigan beat Texas Southern. No surprise there. LSU beat St. Bonaventure. I mean, some people had St. Bonaventure winning, but obviously LSU looked very strong in that game. Colorado beat Georgetown despite speculation of an upset, and Colorado won by 23. So that makes me sad because I, I was high on Georgetown and they let me down big time. I, I think outside of the fact that they prevented that upset bid, the fact that they scored 96 points in regulation, like <laughs> I knew Colorado was good, and I'm a pretty big fan of McKinley. Oh, shoot. What's his name? McKinley Wright. Is that his name? The four year senior. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a really good player, and I'm I'm a pretty big fan. He's probably my one of my favorite Pac-12 players to watch play. Obviously, his you know season got ended in the round of 32, but 96 points. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, yeah. That um, that's. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Florida State won their game. Um, UCLA upset BYU. Um, Not which we all we all kind of yeah. thought maybe. Um, Maryland beat Connecticut. Okay, good. I thought you were about to say the next one. I was like, skip that one. We need to wait for that one. Maryland beat Connecticut, which again we all kind of thought could. Oh no, Ryan had UConn going pretty far, didn't he? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. And then Alabama beat Iona. Although I will say, as Jared said, Iona, Alabama did not look great in that Iona game. They still won, but they didn't look good. I mean, I guess I can't say much because if you were to go into the round of 32 and watch how they shot. We will, we will get to. Um, and then the obvious upset in that one was Abilene Christian beating Texas. Or, I guess you're doing it wrong. Horns no. down. Horns down. Horns down. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, again, did anyone see that one coming? No. No. I think that's probably – Outside of Oral Roberts, probably the biggest upset I've seen happen this year uh, in yep. the in the tournament. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to say though, again, a little bit of controversy with that one. I'm not entirely sure about the foul call right at the end of the game. Yeah, it was um, a little questionable. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna complain because as we just did, horns down and forever, always <laughs> horns down. Yes, Ethan, that is how you do it. Yes, I got um, it. But yeah. I did think it was a little bit of a questionable call there, but again, not complaining. Okay. Moving on to the West, in the last part of the bracket, Gonzaga beat Norfolk State. Oklahoma beat Missouri. That was a decent 8-9 game there. Creighton edged UC Santa Barbara. By missing a middle school late middle school uh, layup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, USC beat Drake. Although that game was that game that game was pretty close, right? No team win. Wow, it was for a while, but I think it, yeah, it was all the way. So the game I'm thinking of was Kansas East from Washington. That was close for a yeah, while. For Jacks. Yeah, Jacks. They didn't. They unfortunately could not pull the upset, but they 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 really played good that game. Hey, um, look, I want I want to make this statement because I wanted to tell people I know what was going on. Ryan, did I not tell you to watch out for Eastern Washington prior oh, to that yeah. game? I knew something yeah. was brewing. I mean, they couldn't get it done. My man Tanner Groves, I believe that's his name, looked like uh, Will Ferrell from the movie. But 
guess 35 wasn't enough. Yep. And then um, Oregon beat VCU due to COVID. VCU unfortunately could not play in the game, which I think, Jerry, didn't you have VCU winning that game? Both me and Ryan did, I think, right? Yeah. I had Oregon, but um, due to VCU COVID issues, they advanced Oregon. And then Iowa Grand Canyon. I got to say, imagine, imagine, imagine if you had a perfect bracket the whole way through because Oregon VCU is the last game of the night. Yeah. Imagine you have a perfect bracket, 31 of 31, and then VCU gets canceled and you had VCU winning. That was like that was that was that would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, although based on the way Oregon played in the second round, though, oh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, Ethan, you did skip one, and I'm assuming because it was a big upset that I called. Ohio, the Wildcats beat Virginia again. This was kind of one that was on social media. There's a little speculation about this one, and obviously came true. <sighs> I don't want to Ethan. talk about it because I had UVA going Final Four. And I'm mad. <laughs> Ethan. Huh? Did you get that mascot name from Yahoo Sports? Because it's the Ohio Bobcats. Oh, I said Wildcats tonight. My bad. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's Ethan. a kid. Hey, I, I got to admit, though, that Jason Preston kid, I thought there was a little bit too much hype behind him. Prove me wrong. I mean, I'm not surprised Ohio beat them. Uh, Titus Wiggins, if you're listening to this, I told you so. But, uh, who's the best Ohio yeah. team? And who's the best Ohio team now? <laughs> Ohio over OSU any day of the week, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess we'll stick in the West to cover the round of 32. Um, Gonzaga beat Oklahoma. Creighton beat Ohio. Um, USC ob- obliterated Kent. I can say obliterated for this one. Um, yes, yeah, 30 34 points. Yeah. 34 point win and Oregon's put up 95 against Iowa to move on to the Sweet 16. I that was, was not a, expecting that. I, I think the most shocking thing was is how poor the performance was from the surrounding players. I mean, Luca Garza put up what 30? He put up a lot of points. Luca Garza okay. played well. I mean, everyone put up near 40 points. Joe Wieskamp, yes, Joe Wieskamp, not. Joe Bohannon or whatever Jordan Lee's camp or whatever you confused his name with last week, Ethan. Uh, he he had a decent night out, but I'm pretty sure that the other three guys that started had zero points or at least had zero points coming down the stretch until it was pretty much garbage time. So, I mean, Luca Garza, arguably one of the greatest careers college basketball has ever seen. I mean, two-time Big Ten Player of the Year probably unless Max Acemas can lead Oral Roberts to a national champion uh chip probably player of the year I mean wouldn't maybe wouldn't more well yeah that's what I mean like wouldn't award Naismith player of the year Luke Garza should be winning that um leading scorer in all of Iowa history Luke Garza could go down as one of the greats all time but hopefully it's hopefully it's drafted too I'd love to see him in the NBA yeah, weren't you the one that thinks he could go lottery pick? And then I was like, no, second round. I don't know. Um, anyway, moving on into the east, Michigan beat LSU and actually, and actually a pretty decently close game, only an eight point win for Michigan there. Um, Florida State beat Colorado, UCLA beat Abilene Christian by 20, and Alabama shot lights out, put up 96 over Maryland. To yeah, they were shooting well that game. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't too many surprises in this part of the bracket. I kind of saw everything coming. I do yeah. want to say, though, Michigan, I, I do not know the status of Isaiah Livers, but the rumor was that he might be able to get back into the Sweet 16. I, uh, I'm actually kind of hoping for the first time in my life that Isaiah Livers does something good and gets back in the game and beats Florida State because, well, I will not talk about that anymore because it's too much praise <laughs> Okay, moving on to the South. Baylor beat Wisconsin. Villanova beat um, North Texas. Arkansas beat Texas Tech in a very close game there. Texas Tech had a wide-open layup shot towards the end of the game, and they could not convert on it. They had two. They had two. They had one with a minute, 30 seconds left to go ahead, and they missed a wide-open layup, and then they missed the game tire at the end. And then Oral Roberts moving on to the Sweet 16 beating florida them boys can play let me tell you kevin o'banner and max Asmus. it max Asmus is playing so well right now that he deleted instagram <laughs> i'm not even joking i was following him the other day because i saw he was leading uh the the, the uh country in scoring prior to the tournament and i was like all right you know why not follow this guy he seems to be pretty good obviously putting up 24.2 points per game and then I go and check, and he's gone. <laughs> he just deleted Instagram. Which I mean, which sets, then they're playing lights out. Which I mean, sets up. A, I was gonna say sets up a very good game between Arkansas and Oral Roberts. That game's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, speaking yeah. of Sweet Sixteen games, I hope that Baylor can finally make me and Brian happy <laughs> that the frauds at Villanova uh, <laughs> this one time, just one the time. Villanova frauds. They're still on that Villanova fraud train. Um, I'm, I'm not on that Villanova. I think Villanova could win this game against Baylor. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. <laughs> Maybe. You I'll... know what? I'll eat my words if Baylor somehow loses, but I still think Nova's frauds. All right. Um, moving on to the Midwest. This was a very interesting round what, of 30. You had, you had one game that wasn't an upset, and it was by three points at the end <laughs> yeah. of the game. So Loyola to Chicago beat Illinois by 13. Illinois was projecting a lot of brackets to win the whole thing, including myself. Yeah, that so, was dumb. Yeah. Um, Oregon State beat – I mean, it's just – it's Sister Jean. It really is just Sister Jean. She's the power behind all of that. I'm joking. But um, um, Oregon State upsets Oklahoma State 80-70, to 70, which most likely ends Cade Cunningham's career as a cowboy. Really? Well, did you say Oklahoma most State was my winner? So, <laughs> did you just say most likely? It, it will. The um, dude is the number one overall draft pick, no questions asked. He averaged twenty points in the best conference in college basketball this season. That's fair. Okay, Syracuse. This might might want sting a little to my colleagues. Um, Syracuse upsets West Virginia. Ryan is covering his head right now. But, <laughs> Um, yes, Buddy Bayheim. I have a point to make. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan, prior to the tournament, did I not tell you that I would not be surprised if Syracuse went on to beat San Diego State and then beat West Virginia? You did say that, and I kept thinking that that one sentence in my head the entire game. I was just it was just playing over and over again in my head. I was like, he's right. <laughs> Look, I try and be the most unbiased person ever. And uh, 
that wouldn't hurt to be unbiased on, but you know, like I said, yeah, I mean, it was a good game, like after the second or after the first half, but yeah, Syracuse and then, was shooting way too well. Yeah, and then, the, and then the wrap the it up. Then the wrap it up real quick here. Houston beat Rutgers by three. That was the only technically non-upset. Man, I thought Rutgers was about to pull it out. Right at the end of the game, they were up one, and then Houston came back. They got a foul. Uh, Giroux, I can't think of his first name. Absolutely inspiring uh, performance by him. He got hurt and pretty much, I mean, he was kind of the anchor for that Houston team. He played phenomenally while hurt, and uh, props to him. You know, it, it takes a lot to play a sport while hurt. And that actually reminds me of a big piece of news, not in college basketball, but I'll get, I'll get to it after we, uh, we finish everything. All right. So just to recap, the sweet 16 will be Gonzaga versus Creighton. Um, UC, USC versus Oregon, Michigan versus Florida state, UCLA versus Alabama, Baylor versus Villanova, Arkansas versus Oral Roberts, Loyola Chicago versus Oregon state and Syracuse versus Houston that is that are all your sweet 16 games um they're happening this Saturday and Sunday so I guess do you want to do predictions for those or do you just want to about to ask about okay um Gonzaga versus Creighton I think Gonzaga is going to win this one I hate to say it but Gonzaga is going to win I don't want to see them have I don't want to see them go undefeated but at the same time at this point they're just too good that's what I got yeah Okay, USC versus Oregon. I say this USC. Hard. I got USC. This is hard. It is hard, though. Like, it's hard, are, but I got USC. They both have blowout wins against the number two and three seed. Um, I have USC in my original bracket, so I'm going to stick true to what I said. I got USC. Yeah, but don't be surprised if Oregon wins. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. Okay, Michigan versus Florida State. I, I got Michigan here. Yep, taking Michigan to the Final Four, just like Baylor. If Isaiah Livers is back, it is a Michigan win. If Isaiah Livers is still in a boot on the sideline, I don't know. This Florida team, this Florida State team has been – they've been a little bit better than I've expected. I, I still want to say Michigan because you don't deserve all this high praise just to go lose in the Sweet 16 for me as a Michigan State fan. So I'm going to go Michigan. But if Livers is still on the bench, I would not be surprised if they lose. UCLA versus Alabama, I'm going to take Alabama here. I, I think UCLA could pull off this upset, but I, I, I think Alabama might shoot lights out, hopefully. and then I think if Alabama shoots well like they did in the Maryland game, then they'll easily win. But I'm going to go UCLA. I take I, one of three. I take one of three, Ryan. I'm agreeing with you. I got UCLA over Alabama. Okay. Um, Baylor versus Villanova. Um, I'm going to take Villanova here. I'm going to go against these people saying frauds that are Villanova. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Villanova as an upset here. Well, you already know my answer. <laughs> we know Jared's answer too. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Uh, versus Oral Roberts. This is a very interesting game, and I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take Oral Roberts here. I, I'm gonna stick with the Cinderella story and go Oral Roberts as well. That is hot take two or three for me. 
I got we all have Oral Roberts going. I don't think like if a week ago you told me Oral Roberts was we have Oral Roberts going to the lead eight, I would have told you you're crazy. But dude, if they if they end up if they end up playing to the championship, that campus has a curfew. They might not be able to watch. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, Midwest. Last two games here: Loyal Chicago versus Oregon State. I personally think, um, I think Loyal Chicago is going to edge this one out. I mean, I want to agree with you, but I also want to say Oregon State. It's so hard to choose, like, just right on the spot. I'm just going to say Sister Jean's going to give them some good luck and they'll win. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with you guys in this one, although Oregon State's been blowing out the teams that I thought was going to beat them. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I think that high-powered uh, – not high-powered, but – Okay, I'm going to go into a little bit of a breakdown of why Loyola Chicago is so good. And I think that this is kind of hot take number three, possibly. But I also am kind of debating the other thing on it. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Loyola Chicago is the best defensive team in the country. Mm-hmm. Yep. They also shoot like 50% as a team. I mean... If you have that good of an offense, you have that good of a defense, how do you lose? Like, I mean, I, I got yeah, loose. You never know. You never know in March Madness. All right. But, yeah, LC is my, my pick. All and right. Syracuse and Houston, if I've learned one thing as a Duke fan, it's to never go against Jim Beheim. So I'm going to go with Jim Beheim here beating Houston. I'm still going to stick with Houston. I mean, they were in my original picks to go to the Elite Eight, so I'm just going to stick with that. Um, I'll take two and a half of three. Syracuse beats Houston and then proceeds to beat Loyola Chicago and makes it to the Final Four. All right, that's All right. your pretty, pretty sweet 16, JR. You said I had a big piece of news outside of college basketball. Um, yeah, sticking with college sports, uh, not too sure how familiar you guys are with NCAA wrestling um, or wrestling in general, but a man, uh, not I, I don't even know if I call him a man. That's how amazing his performance was. Um, I mean, this guy is a now three-time national champion. Um, but why am I having trouble finding his name? Lee Spencer. The man won his third NCAA championship in wrestling with no ACLs. Tears won a couple months ago. Doesn't tell anybody. Tears won two weeks ago. Doesn't tell anybody. Guess what? National champion. Wow. Like, I mean, that's just bizarre. <laughs> I've seen some. How, how do you tear an ACL though and not tell anyone? I don't know. How, you, how do you get through that? I like, I just don't understand. I don't know how you get through that. Well, okay. The, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit medical professional on you, even though I'm far from that. Dr. Miserak is in the house. Thank you. Thank you. I'll <laughs> sign autographs later. But, um, uh, when you tear your ACL, you're actually fine. Like the ACL is not, yes, it does a lot, but your ACL hurting when you, when you tear your ACL, obviously the actual snapping part, that's what hurts. 
but after you tear it, the pain that you get is actually from the bones hitting each other, like the kneecap and the the uh, the fibula and tibia. That's where your pain comes from. So, I, I mean, first off, I'm sure he was enduring a lot of pain while wrestling on two torn ACLs, but I'm sure it's not as bad as the average sports fan might think, which yeah. sounds really yeah. weird saying that wrestling at a national championship level with two ACLs or torn is not that bad. But truthfully, I think it's a little bit easier than people think it is. I mean, it's still a great story, and that's why I brought it up. But like, I mean, when Bud Dupree tore his ACL, I mean, he was like walking still, like on his own. Yeah, you yeah, can. Like, I think it's like one of those things where like you can't really, you can never like really play at full strength, but you can still kind of compete. Which is why like, obviously, you need to get surgery so you can come back to full strength. Which, which is obviously, but yeah. Yeah, just a, just a little interesting story that I wanted to throw out there. I saw it the other day and I was like... Injury-wise, I'm going to bring up Dr. Mizrak now. Of course, of course. I will uh, I will help anybody with their medical concerns, but I do want to put out there that I am not a licensed doctor. I do not have a degree, so please do not sue me if I give you the wrong... Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I give you the wrong information. Okay, so I think that... Actually, shorter podcast today. That wraps it up unless anyone has anything else. I don't I have just, anything. I'm chilling. I think that's a good, good podcast. Uh, I'm excited. Sweet 16. This is where things get serious, boys. This is where the games really start to matter. Not that the like, first hopefully we'll try next week. We'll try to give you an update on what happened in the Sweet 16 game. See if our predictions were semi-correct. That Knowing that it's March Madness, we're probably way off on everything as usual with March Madness. But well, actually, okay, so. Ethan, your champion was Illinois. Ryan, your champion, you said it was Oklahoma State, right? Yep. All right, so my champion, Gonzaga, is still in. I'm still going Gonzaga. Who is your guy's new champion? Michigan. I'm gonna... <laughs> I was going to take Michigan, but since you took him, I'm going to take someone else. Um... Watch the cake or Roberts. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm considering it. No, I'm going gonna... to take... Based on because they're probably the team I've been rooting for this tournament so far, I'm going to take Alabama. Yeah, they're least surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so unless anything has anyone out, anyone has anything else? English. Yeah, I got it. I, I always mess that up. Um, but as always, as I said, we'll try maybe try to get you another update based on what happened in Sweet 16, maybe Elite Eight or something. But as always, thank you very much for watching and for Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Jeremy Zrek. And I'm Ryan Finley. And we're signing off.